I don't post mock drafts, but I will post the big board and big wig drop the top 32. We'll go over the top 32 here on Locked On Jaguars. You are Locked On Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, y'all? Welcome to another edition of Locked On Jaguars, where it's your team every day. And we always thank you for making us your first listen. I'm the host of the Locked On Jaguars podcast. My name is Tony Wiggins, in case you didn't know. And if you swing over to YouTube right now, where it says Locked On Jaguars, you'll see my face and you'll also see a few buttons. One says subscribe. The other one says like. And the other one says bell. The bell gives you a notification each and every time we drop an episode here on Locked On Jaguars. And you can make sure you check out wherever you get your audio podcast. Make sure you check that spot out so you don't miss an episode every day. Uh, shout out to the everydayers also for tuning in here on Locked On Jaguars. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150. Bucks. If your bet wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. And getting started is exactly what we are going to do here today. I created a big board, NFL Draft 2024 big board pre-combine is what I called it. And shout out to my man, Cardiac Cats, for helping me out with a lot of that technical stuff. Did a real good job on that and uh, allowed me to use it. And I passed it on to some of my friends. So I appreciate him and check him out to his page, uh, Cardiac Cats, uh, at Twitter um, <clears throat> or on X, if, if you will. Excuse me for <clears throat> clearing my throat. But I got to I got to tell you what my big board consists of. It's not the standard board that you see everybody else. It's not um, it's not really a composite of all of the people I trust. And uh, you'll notice if you follow me on social media, the guys that I trust or the guys that I constantly quote um, that I that I really, really have believed in over the years who have done this. And uh, phone calls that I make, my own eyesight and, and the, the the limited amount of knowledge I have about uh, being able to watch tape. And I say limited amount. It's, it's probably more than 85% of the people that, that, that are out here doing it. But that's just that humility side of me because I don't do it full time. Y'all know that. I cut hair. I do all of this other stuff. But what I do try to do, though, is be as correct as I can. And sometimes you have to ask other people their opinions. It's not really a group think, if you will, as some people have framed it. What it really more likely is, is just if, if I believe something, I'll go somewhere I can trust somebody. And if they can convince me to believe something else, then what I believed in wasn't that strong in the first place. And normally people can't change my mind on stuff, but they do open my eyes to stuff and make me go back and look. I'll give you an example why that's so important. It's exactly what NFL uh, personnel people do. They have a scout full of people. I was told uh, about 13 years ago that this happened, that the scout would want everybody to individually come up with their, their own board, right? 
and they wanted detailed reports on on every single uh, uh, prospect, but they mainly wanted everybody to come up with their own individual board. Then the scout would have his board, and then the scout would come in and he he'd start redlining through stuff and moving guys around, and then saying why, right? And they put the tape on, and if the tape could justify, they actually would move guys over from a board over to this board, and all the other boards would be covered. So if you have, I hope that no one thinks that this is a singular, this is a singular person or a single-minded process that goes into building these teams. That's why I, I think anybody that thinks that you asking other people for their opinions on something, even if it's public, that's not a finger-wagging moment at someone else that's a finger wagging moment at you if you don't think that's normal so i created a big board we're going to start going through that uh what changes will come after the combine i'll tell you who i think can turn this combine upside down if they do exactly what i think they might do all right there's two guys in particular that i think will blow folks away at this combine and then sleepers who can crack my top 32? There will be some guys that cracked the top 32. There are going to be some guys that did not crack the top 32. And they're going to they're not going to be on my little board that I'm going to put up later. My little board is guys that I don't think is going to get a sniff on the first or second round, but they will be guys that the Jaguars might be able to target either moving up into the third round with the compensatory pick in the third round or fourth, fifth round guys, guys that may slip and fall a little bit further than people imagine so we'll make sure that we get to all of that uh at the top of my my board though i do have caleb williams and mainly i have caleb williams because i have literally had caleb williams there since he was a freshman in college and uh nothing that has happened has changed me or soured me on caleb williams um the way I know what it's sour. I mean, let me let me just re rephrase that. It hasn't soured me, but I do understand those people that saw him crying uh, in the stands that are the old school type football people that are like, ain't no way I'll pick him to be my quarterback, right? And I know if you're looking for the whole body language thing and, and all of that stuff, that that opens up a slippery slope. So there are some people, I get those arguments. I do. I don't necessarily agree with it or give it the same amount of weight as everybody else or some of the people that are saying it. I do get those arguments, though, that you kind of want your franchise quarterback to walk, talk, look, and act a certain way. But we are mon we are not monolithic folks. And here's the thing about missing on a guy like that, and this is the dead honest truth. I always say if you don't pick him, you got to play him, right? I'll tell you what, if you miss on a guy that – while it's not a consensus that most people believe that they're a very good player. If you miss on a guy like that, so what it happens. If you don't take him and you miss that way and he sets the league on fire, that's a fireable offense. So there's a difference between I once heard a pastor say there's two types of sin, the ones you commit and the ones you omit. Committing is the ones you do. Omitting are things that you didn't do that you should have done and you knew it, right? So this is what I'm saying here with, with Caleb Williams. The fear that a lot of GMs have, that a lot of keyboard warriors, including myself, don't have is this. 
It's not taking him and being wrong. It's not taking him and being wrong that you're afraid of. I hope that makes sense. And I hope that didn't go over everybody's head. The good thing for the Jacksonville Jaguars that I will point out before I get to what changes after the combine and who can change it. So I'll spend the first half of segment two telling you how this board shapes out for Jacksonville. I'll also show it to you. It's going to be very brief, but I will post it up uh, on a social media page or once you see it in the frame, you can sit there and, and basically um, once you see it in the frame, here's what I want you to do. Once you see it in the frame, I want you to freeze the TV because I think I think I can probably get it up here. There it is right there. All right, there's the top of my board while I'm talking. The top of my board, while you see my big old head in the background and all of that stuff, the top of my board, that's what it looks like right there. That's exactly what it looks like right there. I'm showing it again. There you go. I just took my other part of my graphic down so you can hear my voice, the top of my board. I'm going Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison, Rome Odunze. Stop right there because that's the one that I'll get to when we get to talking uh, about the Jaguars and how this could affect. So that's the top of my board. And just in case you want to see, there's the, there's the, there's the second half right there. There's the second half, and I hope you can freeze it because I ain't great at graphics, but there you go right there. So I'm hiding all of that stuff, and now I'm back. So this is what we're going to do. I'm going to tell you why my board is a little bit different from everybody else, and I'm going to tell you the big thing about it when you watch it or you look at it that you'll know and understand why it's important for me that the Jaguars really, really, really focus on who they're going to take and make the absolute right choice because let me tell you, they have a chance to do something really, really good here. We'll talk about all of that stuff in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. I have to let you know that today's show is brought to you and sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is therapy when you need it. That's right. Online therapy when you need it. Uh, if you really, really are going through, which all of us do from time to time, there are times when I have needed therapy in the past and it worked. And at first I was probably a little bit skeptical, just like some people, but I got over that as soon as I got in and started to really, really discuss some things. There are a lot of things that can lead you to therapy, uh, underachieving, divorce, losing uh, a family member. Lots of things can get you there. And sometimes you need help with someone who can absolutely help you get out from where you are. Therapy can be different to everyone. Most of us have bigger problems than our favorite sports team, and it's important to get things off your chest every once in a while. It's entirely online, designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOn to get 10% off your first month. Thank you for joining me here on Locked on Jaguars, where it's your team every day. And we always thank you for making us your first listen. Talk about the NFL Draft 2024. I posted up my little big board there. I'm going to read some names. I told everyone that Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, uh, well, I told her Caleb Williams is number one. Marvin Harrison, Marvin Harrison Jr. is number two. For me, Romo Dunze, the wide receiver, is number three. That's a big, big deal for me because I really believe he is right on the heels of Marvin Harrison Jr. as uh, 
maybe not as an overall prospect, but as a guy who will have a huge, huge. He reminds me. I, I keep looking at him, and every time he reminds he reminds me of so many different people. One minute I look at him, I think I see Devonte Adams. The next minute I look at him, and I and I think I see little baby Larry Fitzgerald. The next minute, and so eventually you start saying, okay. So when you look at him, you just see a good football player. Um, I don't want to screw this name up because I don't want anybody getting upset at me, right? I don't. But my number four prospect is. Olam Olamuyiwa, Olamuyiwa Fashanu out of Penn State. He he, Penn State, the Penn State kid for me is this. He's what everybody was talking about, raving about him. So there was nothing to do but chip at him, chip at him, chip at him. And then everybody says, well, you know what, Joe Alt is a little bit safer, right? I don't want safe in the draft. I, I want the dude that long term is going to make you drop your jaw and go wow. So Joe Alt's a really really good good player for me. Uh, but Fashanu is 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 a tad bit better, I think, because of the word prospect and how far the ceiling is a little bit higher. Uh, but Joe Alder's right behind him. Then I probably surprised some people. I put Jaden Daniels ahead of Drake May. That's just a personal opinion. I've been trying to get there with May. I see what everyone else sees, and I and I feel it. But it's just. The part of my rankings, my personal rankings, is just like a gut feeling, and I can't explain it to you. But if if I could describe it a little bit better, if I were a scout, I'd be standing on a table for Jaden Daniels. But I would also understand if somebody wanted to be a little bit more traditional and 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 not be as risky, and they wanted to hang in there and take uh, Drake May. Then I go with Malik Neighbors, the other wide receiver, who I think is fabulous. Any, anybody that I have in these top 32 are really, really good players, by the way. Brock Bowers checks in at nine. I probably wouldn't take him there, but uh, that's where he is on this list because that's where I think he's going to end up being. But Daniel Jeremiah broke something down yesterday about uh, rookie contracts and the positions that pay him and all of that. It, he broke it down really well, so make sure you check out what he said about the trepidation of taking a tight end. Uh, that high then we get to the uh the corners nate wiggins is my first one again twitchy length plays with a little bit of an edge it is more of the legerious sneed type um then he is say the marlon humphrey type i take the i, I take the legerious sneed type in a minute um jared verse i have him higher than a lot of other people because i, I think he is going to be a bull in a china shop Dallas Graham, I really, really like. I mean, I'm sorry, Dallas Turner, Dallas Graham. I think that's a funeral home guy here in Jacksonville. Dallas Turner, who I really like. Uh, the other player I have hired on a lot of people is Amarius Mims. I just think that he is one dude that it, when people talk about potential and body and what an NFL player looks like, he also played at Georgia. I like him. Laya, 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 Latu. Say that fast after you've been drinking scotch, right? Layatu Latu, uh, the edge out of UCLA is 14. Kool-Aid McKinstry, Terry and Arnold, Quinion Mitchell are 15, 16, and 17. This is why I was telling everybody about the hot spots of big boards. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while when it pertains to Jacksonville, when I said, if you want to really know what's going to be sitting there value-wise, it might be a corner in the first round. And then my man Ryan Nielsen gets up and talks about it corners and how they're going to play and then everybody starts saying the Jaguars might take a corner right 
So I got all three of those guys right there, 15, 16, and 17. Have your pick. Depends on what you like. Byron Murphy checks in at, at 18. Uh, Cooper DeJean checks in at 19, another corner. And then J.C. Latham, the offensive tackle, checks in at 20. The rest of the list goes like this. Brian Thomas, Taliesi Fuaga, who a lot of people have him ranked where I have Lamarius Mims ranked. Johnny, uh, Johnny Newton, Jerzan Newton goes by the name Johnny, defensive tackle at 23. J.J. McCarthy, who everybody has in the top 10, I personally don't. Tom, uh, Tony Franklin, the wide receiver. J.P.J., Jackson Powers Johnson, checks in at 26. And I know that's interesting for a lot of Jaguar fans because they want to take him. I think they'd take him if they were sitting at 10. That's the way they feel about him, and you ain't going to change their mind. And nothing's going to change their mind until the Jaguars take somebody else and then that person turns out to be a really good player and then they'll stop talking about it. Jordan Morgan at 27. Edger and Cooper I have hired on a lot of people. I think he's going to set the league on fire at, at linebacker. I like Darius Robinson, who some people have in the top 10, even top five. I haven't gotten there yet. Graham Barton, very versatile offensive lineman at the back of the draft. If the Jaguars move back, that might be him. Chop Robinson, who I'm going to talk about a lot in a little bit, and Keon Coleman. Keon Coleman has been getting whooped up because of the season that he had. But me being a Florida State fan, I know exactly what happened. He got banged up. And because he was banged up, it affected his play, right? Those last two guys I talked about, Chop Robinson and Keon Coleman, can set the combine on fire. And that was the subject of this. I wanted to just go through that to let Jaguar fans know where I see the talent lining up for you uh, at 17 or if you want to move back, as I discussed yesterday. Keon Coleman's going to go up there and jump about a 44-inch vertical. Mark my word. And he's going to run a sub 4.55 at 46, and then he's probably going to do a long jump that's going to look like Julio's at 11 feet. And at that point, that's when everybody's going to go, and he's going to measure out at least at 6'3 and a half and probably 215 pounds. Then everyone's going to say, damn, 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 like Florida Evans, because he is going to be that good. He is Keon Coleman right now. If, if he went to, say, a dozen teams in the NFL, he would without question be the best athlete on their team. And coaches love nothing more than athleticism that they can shape and mold however they want it to be shaped and mold and give them a red zone target. He is one. The other is Chop Robinson. I'm going to say something here, and some people are going to trip out when I say it. I think Chop Robinson has the best bend that I've seen from an edge rusher since Von Miller. I mean, for a dude to come off of that corner and get down the way he does, the smooth transition, uh, the way he uses his hands, how quick his feet are out of his stance, he is something. So what's going to be a key for Chop Robinson at the draft is how long are his arms, how tall is he? Because sometimes I see 6'3", and I see 6'2", which means he could be 6'1", 6'2", or 6'3". How tall is he? What does his frame look like? There are going to be a lot of people that's going to uh, they're going to comp Hassan Reddick. I, I think that's ridiculous because Reddick is under two. What Reddick six one two thirty seven is not the same. It's not the same. I think he's bigger than that. Um, and uh, he, I'm telling you, watch the combine. You go let Chop Robinson do something like a four four nine and come in there, and he's six two and three eighths at two hundred and fifty one pounds. You watch what happens. Somebody's going to take Chop Robinson in the top 15 of the draft. I already know how people work. This it ain't what, it, it's Get your feelings out of it. This is about knowing the tendencies of those people, and that's why a lot of the times I get these picks right. So 
giving you a little bit of an insight to my uh, process. I'm going to talk about some sleepers who can crack my top 32. And then I'm going to talk about why I think it's a good move for the Jaguars to pull back if the board falls the way that I think it should. We'll talk about that in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. And I'm going to talk about FanDuel right now here on Locked on Jaguars because FanDuel is the absolute truth and you need to be getting in on the action. I know you didn't miss football season, but just in case you did, just in case you missed football season, peek this out. Basketball season is in full swing, and right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props and more just visit fanduel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot i'll say it again visit fanduel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot and new customers get 150 dollars in bonus bets with any winning five dollar bet fanduel an official sports book partner of the nba Third and final segment here on Locked on Jaguars, where it's your team every day. And we thank you always for making us your first listen. I'm always recommend a second listen for you because I care about y'all, right? I got a second listen that I want y'all to pay attention to because Locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now it's also available on Amazon Fire TV in the free Fire TV channels app. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today and now available on the free Fire TV channels app. All right, y'all, I, I got this, this scouting crush on Christian Haynes. I don't have him in my, in my first round. Christian Haynes is out of UConn. He's about six, two and a half, about 313 pounds. He can play guard or center. The thing is, is can he play guard or center for Trent Baalke because he's only six, two? I doubt it very seriously. Uh, and that's a shame because I really believe this kid can play. I've called him little Rodney Hudson for a reason. He's kind of built that way, but he's also nasty and he moves people and he's a technician and he went to the senior bowl and he proved that competition ain't nothing but a word you know what i'm saying he played at uconn but guess what he went up there against a bunch of guys from the sec and he showed what he could do at mobile at the senior bowl it's going to be very interesting combine in my opinion for a guy like christian haynes like i said i don't because of what i believe the word prospect means i don't believe that christian haynes is, is necessarily going to be a guy that's going to bust into anybody's that's going to bust into anybody's uh, top 32. But I could see, I could definitely see a team that's a playoff team that's sitting there in the back. Maybe if Philly moves down and they draft Christian Haynes and, and allow him to come in to be uh, the player that uh, sort of replaces Jason Kelsey, a guy that's a, a guy that's a true, true first battle Hall of Famer and a champion. And one of the best in the league. He's still one of the best in the league, but I guess he feels like, hey, man, I'll go be with my family for a little bit. Yeah, but it, it guys like that, they are gems. And I really believe that I don't I know for a fact he doesn't get out of the second round. He does not get out of the second round. All right, I like Cooper BB too. I like Cooper BB too. And you notice I'm mentioning a lot of players 
that the Jacksonville Jaguars could possibly be uh, very interested in because of team need. Yeah, I'm a Cooper BB fan. I'm a big Cooper BB fan. I'm also a big fan of Peyton Wilson. Peyton Wilson, uh, first of all, Cooper BB is a guard, uh, an interior player at about 6'3", about 3'30", out of Kansas State. Uh, I don't think he's going to get into the first round, but because the interior offensive line class is deep, there may be somebody that says, you know what, I'm not going to wait. I'm just going to get the guy that I, I really, really like. Um, we uh, Zach Frazier is, is another interior lineman, uh, a West Virginia product, that if the Jaguars don't take uh, Jackson Powers Johnson, they could always double back with that. Uh, at some other positions, Ennis Rakestraw. I don't, and I know Ennis Rakestraw is a dude that doesn't have a whole bunch of interceptions, right? But he's six feet, 188 pounds, projects inside and outside. Depends what you want in uh, your guy. Uh, if you're looking for a nickel, if you're looking for corners with a lot of length, if you're looking for dudes that just play man-to-man and just want to be a, like a gnat and bug people, which I think Ryan Nielsen might do, then these guys might absolutely be uh, some some guys that you watch out for if the Jaguars don't go uh, in the first round or if they move back that they could even target. I like Tyler Newman at, at, from Minnesota. He's the safety at 6'2", 220. When I watched him on tape, I was blown away. He's another cat that might creep up to the back of that first round. So might Chris Braswell, the other pass rusher out of Alabama. He is someone I anticipate that teams will like a lot better than a lot of the boards say. Um, he's a very, very good player, 6'3", 255. I'm always looking at these dudes, and I'm wondering, wondering if Trent's traits – uh, issue is going to be something. Adisa Isaac is another player at 6'4, 254. Freaky, freaky athlete. Mike plays well. He's not probably not as explosive as Chop Robinson, but he might be one of those kids like the Diaby kid from Louisville who went to Tampa last year that might be a little bit better in the pros than he was in college. And he was pretty good in college. TJ Tampa is a is a corner prospect that if the Jaguars decide to bail out and move back. If he's the only one left that's sitting there, maybe at the end of the first round at 6'2", 200, I'd take him in a heartbeat. He's out of Iowa State. He looks like dude is going to fill a lot of needs and be able to plant him outside and play him there for 78 years and not worry about it. Um, Darius Robinson is intriguing. I know he's going to jump up in the boards, but how far up will he jump? If he does jump up, I think some people that might like him might want to give Trayvon Wall, Trayvon Walker, a call and a thank you because he is absolutely a traipse dude that's going to blow you away with his athleticism, but he's 6'5", 296. Teams just don't pass up on guys like that, especially now that Trayvon has played well in his second year. You get a reward for seeing, having foresight to see how good a guy can be and and being able to want to stand there and and take the hits and take the the beating from from fans that, that told you you were silly for doing that. So, uh, another player I want to mention is Kalen Bullock. I saw uh, some tape of him a while back, and I was really, really intrigued. He's kind of thin for a safety, but that's all right because, you know, you, you look in Houston, you look around the league, there are guys that you know, Miami, Javon Holland, dudes that had a little bit more length uh, than a lot of other safety prospects. He's 6'3", 190 pounds, man, but he covers a lot of ground. Now, I'm not trying to tell you he's like the kid in Baltimore that came out of Notre Dame, but what I am telling you is – for a team that wants to really cover and be aggressive and be in people's face and not give up cheap stuff, but yet and still not give up big plays, Caleb Bullock is the is the center field type that can absolutely 
help get that done. So where do I think the Jaguars can get the most help? Let me mention one other guy, Austin Booker, kid that I was talking about out of Kansas. Austin Booker is another. Since everybody's always talking about so much edge rush, he's 6'6", 245. Uh, there's a chance that you get him in, you put some weight on him by year two, he's helping you out and he's in your rotation. So uh, lots of kids, lots of guys like that, and I believe will be there in the second round that probably uh, that have a chance to crack the first round if there's somebody that's willing to stand on the table for him. But more than likely, I doubt it. So there's some guys that might be there. The Jaguars decide to move back or if they – here's this. If they tag somebody that somebody offers them a big deal for, they'll have a second bite of the apple really, really early uh, on day two or uh, another pick on day one. Gives you some idea about guys that I like. And notice, a lot of those dudes I mentioned aren't necessarily at positions of need because that's not what this is. What this is is you can't go into this looking to fill your needs and then giving grades and evaluations based on what you need. You have to just have that have its own identity, just butt naked without any rules and without any constraints, and then hope it matches up with what you need. And if it doesn't, so be it. You just figure it out next year and you, you address your needs somewhere else that may be in free agency. You should look at this and know exactly what will be around when you pick and what won't be around when you pick and try to do the absolute best as you can with the guys you have in-house or through free agency. But do not try to force it in the draft because forcing it in the draft Ends you up like the Jacksonville Jaguars with the worst team sports record in all of professional professional sports over the last 10 years. And that's something that we really need to shake. I want the team and the record to start reflecting the fans and their enthusiasm and their want to. How about that? All right. So we're going to do our little our little big board later on. We're going to do our top 32 big board. We'll get to our little big board later. And I'm going to discuss some players that might be there during day three that I really like. If I like them, other people might like them, so they might not be there in day three. They might be late day two, guys. We'll go over all of that on another edition, on the next edition of Locked on Jaguars. You guys take care.